0: Today's kids are forced to grow up in an insane world, in a world where once commonly understood terms are now broken down and redefined to the point that they're not so commonly understood anymore. This of course makes communication between parents and their kids even more difficult than ever. In fact, things have gotten so convoluted that the once obvious and commonly accepted terms of male and female are now hotly debated. And if adolescence isn't confusing and traumatic enough, what does it say to a pubescent young man or young woman when they're now given the option by supposedly educated professionals and by parents who love them to become the sex of their choosing, and that despite empirical evidence to the contrary? Helping you help your kids sort through the transgender confusion, that's today on License to Parent. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to Licensed to Parent. This is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long, Christ-centered, therapeutic residential program for troubled teens. And our host on the program is Trace Embry. Trace is the founder and director of Shepherds Hill, and I'm Rich Rosal. And uh, Trace, parents and kids having a better understanding about this particular issue could very well help everyone from having their minds twisted into believing any number of other issues and falsehoods that are being tossed onto the world stage today, uh, well, across the board. Would I have any point in framing my case that if we don't believe
1: the truths about this, we may not believe the truths about anything? That's absolutely true, Rich. You know, it's really not that hard to believe a massive lie or a gross error or just something plain crazy in any realm. I mean, we have a tendency to believe some pretty strange things, whether it's Parenting or, or, or life in general. All it takes is to buy into one false premise. You know, when America bought the false premise that black folks were three fifths of a man, the hook, line, and sinker of slavery on into Jim Crow was swallowed right along with it. Yeah. But as we often talk about, you know, when you buy the premise of any argument, whether it's true or false, anyone with an agenda f- to fulfill can make the rest of any argument, whether it's personal, professional, political, or otherwise sound plausible. So the smartest and most educated people among us can then get duped into believing about anything and everything. And uh, as it pertains to today's discussion, it's our medical professionals, our mental health professionals, our politicians, higher and lower education, Hollywood, Madison Avenue, and and even many in the church, sad to say, who have all drank the Kool-Aid. I also want to remind our audience that the guy who invented DDT, I think his name was Paul Mueller. If you don't know what DDT is, it was that insecticide that the guy won a Nobel Prize for it, but it's, today it's banned. Right. And, you know, with further science, they found out, well, you know, that didn't work out so well. And then there was the guy named Ignis Simmelweis. Uh, This guy lost his mind and his practice at the same time trying to convince his medical constituents— That the reason why so many people were dying in their hospitals in the 1800s was because his fellow doctors weren't washing their hands between seeing patients. And though the entire medical field gaffed off Simon Weiss as a bit nutty for his conclusion, it turned out a few years later that Louis Pasteur proved Simon Weiss and not the lion's share of the medical profession to be right after all. Yeah. So hopefully when when today's educated medical elite finally regain their sanity in this country and other places around the world... We'll stop abusing kids with this incredible nonsense that tells kids that they should be able to choose their sex, despite the empirical evidence to the contrary. I mean, this issue is just another stark example of what can happen when man plays God and confuses his education and intellect with wisdom and common sense. Absolutely.
0: Now, just to toss this out for our conversation that we're about to commence with our guest today, um, one could also argue that you know the reason Louis Pasteur was able to prove uh, you know, the hand-washing thing was because new science had come out, and yeah, so some point. some could argue, well, new science has come out, and this this whole gender issue is because new science is out, but mm-hmm. I, I think what we're here to say is, okay, you take the new science and you look at it, but you don't throw out the old science until you've figured out which is right and which is wrong.
1: Well, there are there are smart people on both sides of the fence of this new yeah. science, and uh b- both sides are calling the other side junk science, and so yeah, absolutely. But listen, I don't need a PhD in in any kind of science to know bull hockey when I see it. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I can look at a, an anatomy and tell you this is that or the other. So, sure, this is not. This is not.
0: And, it's crazy. And and we got to remember too that the science that we look at has to stay in line with Scripture because God is the author of all things, all life, all science, and everything yep. that comes with it. So. When things diverge, that's when we start scratching our heads and going, "Wait a minute, something's yeah. not right." This would yet. be a
1: comedy show, not long ago. Rodney Dangerfield said, so my, "My wife just had triplets, one of each." You know, <laughs> and, and everyone laughed. You know, yeah. and now it's like, okay, we're nothing funny about that. This is this is insane.
0: Well, let me bring on today's guest, Dr. Michelle Critella, has been with us before uh, on Licensed to Parent, a little over a year ago. She's the executive director of the American College of Pediatricians and uh, a general pediatrician with a special interest in behavioral pediatrics. She's become one of the college's chief researchers, writers, and spokespersons on issues of pediatric mental and sexual health. She's regularly consulted by Breitbart News, Family Research Council, One News Now, Relevant Radio, and many others. And her article, Gender Dysphoria in Children and Suppression of Debate, was published back in 2016 Uh, in the summer issue of the Journal of American Physicians and Surgeons. Dr. Critella serves on numerous uh, national medical committees, but after 15 years of group practice in rural Connecticut and Rhode Island, where she now lives, she left clinical practice to devote more time to family and to the college, and Dr. Critella and her husband have three sons. The oldest is 21, and they have a 14-year-old daughter.
1: Michelle, welcome back to Licensed to Parents. Privileged to have you on.
2: Thank you. Thanks so much, uh, both of you. It's a privilege to be here. Hey, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in and just comment on your wonderful introduction to the topic. It's really critical to understand that this is not, in fact, a scientific debate at all. This is a worldview. You make a good point. Um, As a matter of fact, I would say it's a theological debate. Um, So what do I mean by that? There's no science because the the transgender activists say that people have two things. They say that people have a sex, which we all know what that is. (laughs) Okay. You're a XY man with um, the equipment or you're an XX woman with an opposite set of equipment that can bear children. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there's sex. Uh, But the transgender activists argue that people not only have sex, people also have something called a gender identity. There's the sex and then there's gender. I can show you sex. It's in the chromosomes. It's in our bodies, our hormones. hormones. I can show you that. That's what science does. Science is about the material world. The transgender activists, want to have it both ways. It's, oh, well, gender, no, it's not in your DNA. Well, it's where your, your brain and your body are on a different page. Well, what does that mean? The brain is part of the body. The brain has the same, it's exposed to the same hormones. It's got the same DNA. Do you see what I mean? Yep. They, they are. They play with words. There Semantics. is no scientific way to diagnose anyone, any infant, child, or adult as transgender precisely because people don't have gender. (laughs) Grammar has gender. Nouns have gender. Mm -hmm. People have sex. Easy way to understand that. In Spanish, the word for friend is amigo. If it's a boy, the word for friend in Spanish, if you are referring to a girl, is amiga. Mm -hmm. Nouns have gender. And gender, by the way, means male or female, just as sex means male or female. What happened was in the 1950s when um, we had sexologists who began promoting mutilating surgeries to, quote-unquote, change a man's sex because he thought he was a woman. So these sexologists, these doctors who wanted to justify what they called sex change surgeries needed to come up with a language to justify that.
1: Exactly. And
2: so for the very first time, it was not until these sexologists wanted to justify their mutilating surgeries that the word gender, they took the word gender and used it to mean an internal sex identity. So to be clear, there is no scientific evidence that people have anything other than the sex we are conceived with
1: so yes, oh, conception,
2: right. in our DNA. That's what we have as a sex. So that's the science part. Now, to understand where the worldview theological part comes in, you alluded to this uh, earlier. If man believes in God, if we believe in God as our benevolent, all-knowing, all-powerful creator, then he created us and nature for good. And, and to, to work for a purpose. And his design is meant to flourish, to help us flourish. So then our job as people and as scientists is to use the scientific method to discover the beauty and the nature of that good design and to see how it is to function, mm-hmm. right? But if I do not believe, and in all knowing, loving, powerful God mm-hmm. at all. I'm, I'm atheist, or maybe I'm pagan, I worship the, the earth, that type of thing. Well, who's in control then? If I don't believe in a good, benevolent, all-knowing, all-powerful God, then man's in control. Man is
1: science. Science is the and new God.
2: Now, now, since man is in control, well, then natural design and purpose to be found in nature, that's all an illusion, and it's mm-hmm. not to guide me, right? right? It's to be overcome. So, what this is about is a radical autonomy. So, that's so exactly we have right. good physicians and teachers and parents, et cetera, who basically are following the Christian, even if they don't call themselves Christian per se, If they, they may not be card carrying Christians, but they, on our side, who wear We are standing up against this transgender insanity we believe certainly that we are designed our bodies matter um, we are designed with a purpose and um, man is not the one in control on the other side they are coming from a more atheistic or pagan point of view saying oh no radical autonomy all the way science is a tool to be used to overcome nature Mm Um, so that's the big picture philosophically that's the of good, what's going on.
1: Yeah, that's the big fork in the road. I mean, sex and gender uh, for the secularist or the heathen or the atheist is, is is their false premise in our eyes, okay? And to them, God is our false premise. Both are received by faith, all right? And, and, and both... Uh, yes. Yeah. Re- and what what is faith? Faith is uh, believing, acting upon what we have a reason to believe is true. But I want to go back to the science of impi- uh, what what you can't do science without empirical evidence. Empirical evidence has always been the touchstone of legitimate science. Uh, we and, we and teach it to our the kids. The other
2: piece that Christians don't realize and the atheists don't either is that the only reason the scientific method or modern science could even develop is because it requires faith, that nature, that the material world is intelligible. And hmm. if you look at the history of science, it took us all the way up to Christianity before modern science could be born. And, well, modern science and why, was birthed
1: and, out of Christianity, out of the Christian faith.
2: Yes, it was birthed out of Christianity. Right. You, and it, and, and why? Because ultimately it is belief in that benevolent, all knowing, all powerful creator, God, that allows, a per, you know, that would allow scientists to say, you know what? Yeah, purpose has to be here. I should be able to generate experiments to prove a hypothesis or not because
1: because of the absolutes good, that God has he, already put into place he's from day it one. put into play
2: with purpose. Yeah. Purpose does not happen by accident. Right. And um, yeah, so it's it's interesting but that history of science and history of philosophy those things aren't taught anymore.
0: Let me let me jump in real quickly. We're talking today with Dr. Michelle Cretella, Executive Director of the American College of Pediatricians and a general pediatrician with a special interest in behavioral pediatrics including issues of pediatric mental and sexual health which is why she's with us today as we talk about the whole transgender issue in general. You're listening to Licensed to Parent. We'll be back with more conversation and more how to correct the ship in just a moment. Stay with us.
3: In the training of our children, What role should public school play? Documentarian Colin Gunn takes a panoramic exploration of this issue by hopping in a school bus for a field trip all over America in the DVD Indoctrination. Colin conducts a series of candid interviews and discovers how God's recipe for training the next generation is being replaced. With a humanistic, man centered program that fragments the family and undermines the influence of the Church and the Great Commission. Christian teachers and principals share how they're attempting to walk the tightrope between teaching what they do not believe and being restricted from their God given call to be salt and light. Indoctrination. Public Schools and the Decline of Christianity in America. Available in the License to Parent store at LicenseToParent.org. Proceeds support the Shepherds Hill Academy Student Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction,
0: rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program, where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy.
2: It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society.
0: Get the help you need at Shepherds Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org. Helpmytroubledteen.org. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. You'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. And today we're talking with Dr. Michelle Critella, president of the American College of Pediatricians and a general pediatrician uh, who specializes in issues of pediatric mental and sexual health, about transgenderism and uh, right now about what's going on legislatively. I know that the president has been pushing... Um, Congress to, to have some changes made in, uh, in policies, and uh, Michelle, what can you tell us about that, and what should parents know in order to get involved with this? And by the way, I should mention, uh, at the time we're recording this program, it's about six weeks out from when you're hearing it, so some things may have already changed, but but what's going on with this?
2: When Obama was in office, he did the illegal move of redefining sex in law to include gender identity okay so the fake news is telling you that Trump is trying to change something not so Obama changed the definition of sex in title IX and Lebanon. title 7 he changed the definition of sex from sex alone to sex and gender identity because he did that and he did so illegally That is why we are now seeing men who claim to be women uh, entering the women's shelters and women's prisons and your little girls' and boys' restrooms, inappropriately. What the Trump administration is doing, his Department of Health and Human Services, is defining sex as it always has been defined. Mm -hmm. So the HHS is not making a change (laughs) uh, What you're hearing from the New York Times and everybody under the sun is that, oh, the Trump administration is changing the definition of gender. No. The Trump administration is upholding the medical definition of sex in law, as it always was from the very moment that Title IX and Title VII were written. Mm. So what we need to do as sane American citizens is go to the American Family Association website. Um, They will have the most up-to-date petition, and the one that's going around now is thank President Trump for defining sex correctly. But um, to be clear, the mainstream media is making this sound like it's taking rights away from transgender. No, not at all. It is defining sex as sex
1: is. And, and this is just one example of how uh, Washington politics messes things up because President Obama uh, didn't have this position running for his first term in office. And, no. and when the cultural swing uh, 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 happened, he decided that he was better off to, do, to make a decision uh, in, in this direction. And it has just complicated the matter for your kids and mine.
2: Right. For women and children in particular to be protected against men <laughs> who, uh, who are nefarious. Delusional. Delusional. Okay? <laughs> um, delusional or nef- But no, but listen, any man, you don't even have to be someone who's suffering from a mental illness. Any man mm-hmm. can say, I am a woman, yep. and walk into the ladies' room. Okay? Any boy can say, oh, I'm trans, and walk into the girl's bathroom in any school. So you can lie, yeah. and the law will protect you.
1: Yep. I, you know,
2: So I, this is a terrible thing. This is why sex in the law must only mean sex. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that is all the Trump administration is saying. They are trying to hold the entire federal government to a medical definition of sex, mm-hmm. because this will protect everyone because guess what everyone who claims to be transgender or believe they are trans is in fact, scientifically speaking, either a man or a woman, right. male or female. So we need sex to mean sex in the law in order to protect every single human being. are okay, so you listening country. to that
1: sign up as petition, get on board. I've said uh, uh, many times, I think I could make million a million dollars being a sports agent. And all I would do was hire a bunch of uh, seven-foot uh, uh, guys to play in the WNBA, and we'd be a championship team. So, yeah. you know, it's, that's how ridiculous this is. Uh, that is how
2: ridiculous. And, and, and it, I mean, look, uh, you know what, a, a guy, six-foot-four, um, goes by the name of Rachel McKinnon. I don't think he even dopes estrogen, you know, if a man dopes estrogen, it's going to, you know, make him look, have a more female appearance. I don't think the guy, and be weaker, he doesn't even do the estrogen. I think he's had surgery. But he just won the World Cycling, the Women's World Cycling Competition. (laughs) <laughs> and this is allowed. This is insane. It is. This is insane.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah. and I think people will realize this is fundamentally a spiritual problem. And that's what uh, a lot of people don't seem to catch on to because there's no way that people this intelligent, this educated, can right. look squarely in the face of something so obvious and come to the conclusions they're coming to if a spiritual uh, uh, blinding wasn't in the equation. But, Michelle, many, right. m- many parents listen to this program are uh, probably asking themselves, why should this particular broadcast concern me or my kid? Because transgender issues just don't affect my Christian family. What would you say to that?
2: Right. And this is what is so frightening, right. is that it does. It affects all of us. It's, it's not just happening in these remote ivory tower doctor offices. Okay, this is happening in your public library, it's happening in your preschool, all the way through to your high school. It's happening in private schools, public schools, charter schools, Christian schools are not exempt. It's -hmm. literally everywhere. And it really be everywhere and in your face once gender identity is protected in law. As an example, I'll just, things that happen. If you're living in New York City, you, you're out at a restaurant and um, you want to let your daughter wants to use the restroom, she may walk into the ladies' room and find a man in there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry. I really don't care if it's... Okay, they call themselves trans women. But um, do you want your 5-year-old or even 15-year-old to walk into the ladies' room and basically be... Confronted by a six-foot-four man wearing a dress yeah. and a wig and makeup?
1: Yeah, I was just watching Fox News recently, and there's a women's shelter in, uh, I think it's San Francisco, somewhere in California, uh, where uh, it's for women, and the, the city is going to shut this place down because they didn't allow a, a man who wants to be a woman, claims to be a woman, to come in here and sleep next to the rest of the women. I mean, this is how insane things are getting. And there was
2: is, a, and, and it's, happening, it's happening all over the country.
1: Right, right. And, um, and so the, the question is, what can parents be doing to put a stop to this? I mean, we have an infrastructure in the church, uh, different civic organizations that should be able to say, hey, enough of this emperor's new clothes stuff. Let's get out there and, like I said earlier, we don't need a Ph.D. to know hocus pocus when we see it. So
2: you're absolutely right. I mean, there's one of the leading psychologists behind this movement is literally teaching parents and physicians and therapists. She literally says, "Well, some boys have vaginas and some girls have penises." <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Some, so, some so squares around right. and, and, and this is what I say. I, and I am saying this. You don't need an MD or PhD. What you need is courage and the armor of god yeah and we we have to speak the truth we have to say no absolutely Um, parents need to get together especially christian parents and any like-minded parents you you may be surprised because there are i have found radical feminists who are horrified by the transgender movement and um they contacted me and said hey can we join in this battle they they said you know we may disagree on abortion but we are with you on this so parents need Parents need to link arms with definitely all Christian parents, but also anyone of goodwill and sanity. And go to your school committee meetings, yep. for one thing. There Show up go. to the school committee meetings. There you go. Ta- be proactive for your children. Schedule meetings with your kids' teachers ahead of time. Find out what's in the curriculum. It's not enough just to ask about sex education or health education, because they are sneaking this transgender gender ideology into
0: Any and every class. Let me thank our guest today on Licensed to Parent, Dr. Michelle Critella, as I said earlier, is the Executive Director of the American College of Pediatricians and a general pediatrician with a special interest in behavioral pediatrics, including the issues of pediatric mental and sexual health. Now, um, a website, uh, Dr. Critella, if people want to find out more about you, is it still bestforchildren.org?
2: Yes, bestforchildren.org will get you there.
0: And you can also type in uh, gender identity issues in the search and get uh, various articles on this topic. Once again, bestforchildren.org. Dr. Critella, thanks so much for spending time with us. We've already uh, got the pencil out to write you in for our next uh, appearance on Licensed to Parent. Okay, very good. Thank you. And that does conclude today's edition of License to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. Now, we produce this program to share some of the hard lessons that come from working with troubled teens day after day in the hopes that your family may avoid some of the heartache and avoid the need for a residential program for your teen. As always, and especially now as we reach the end of the year, If you can help our work financially, and we do hope you will, please click the Donate button at the top of the page at LicensedToParent.org and become one of our ministry partners. Your gift can help the work we do at Shepherd's Hill and can help less fortunate families who may need residential care but can't afford it. A donation in any amount will certainly be a blessing, and unfortunately, the need is always great. Just click the Donate button when you visit LicensedToParent.org and thanks in advance. Our guest coordinator on the program is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peetz. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rossell, inviting you to join us again next time to
1: renew your License to Parents. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. I'll see you next time.